1: Yes, I'm Lawrence Okoli, and I've just been on TV with Tay podcast.
2: Yo guys, today's a very different day in my studio today because I'm very proper. Because I have a world champion on my couch. So I don't want to do any. And this guy (laughs) is known for (laughs) boxing the shit out of people. (laughs) So guys, please put your hands together for... The WBO cruiserweight nice. champion in the building, Lawrence <laughs> Lawrence Okolie. How are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm well, I'm well. How are you? I'm very well. Welcome to Lagos. Thank you, thank you. What last when last were you there. in Lagos? Oh, it's been over ten years now. So it's uh, it's been a long time coming.
2: Yeah, well done. Um, so you were born in Hackney, Hackney,
1: London. London yeah. What's 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 Hackney like? Because I heard that it's like the uh, uh, well, when I was younger it was definitely the you know the hood area. Now they yeah. put a little bit because of the Olympics into it. But growing up, yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough area but I think it, it helps build character. There's a lot of gang violence. Um mm. it's probably a bit different to how it is here. It's more post codes, it's more like you live on that road, you're friends with that guy and you know it caused a it caused a lot of tension growing up, um and a lot of tension with us and the police. Um but, you know, as we've gotten older and they've started to gentrify the area a lot more. It's eased a little bit and it's moved to different areas.
2: Yeah. Amazing. Um, But you were born to Nigerian parents who lived in London at the time.
1: You said your mum is... Mum's Yoruba. My dad's Ibo, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What's that dynamic like for you? Uh, It was interesting. Uh, It was interesting growing up, you know, because... My dad would be your Ibo, and my mum would be their mix. So I was, it was <laughs> quite, it was, it was interesting. Um, obviously, but they spoke Yoruba with each other, in it, so it was easy for me to, um, understand it. Um, and yeah, it was just a good dynamic. Obviously, all of the food that we ate, me and my siblings, was Nigerian growing up, and so on and so forth. And even the area that I was in, I was quite fortunate because um, a lot of people that came to the area were first generation. Well, we were all first generation in London, so right. all of our neighbours were either Nigerian or Ghanaian, so we had a, a good sort of community feel. Oh, so your parents probably migrated at some point to the UK? Yeah. And had you guys? Yeah, yeah Do you have, it. like, a lot of cousins and siblings? Um, not, not really cousins in... Um, but it's more... I have siblings, I have I'm three siblings, but it was um, more... For example, my next-door neighbour, his parents came from Nigeria, so yeah. we're the same age, so you, everyone on the road was quite... Um, was was quite fortunate. We were all African kids, but mm. we all saw the same sort of... Anything that was going on in my house was going on in my neighbor's house, was going right. on So mm. it, it kind of created that community feel.
2: Yeah. It's always a good one to have a community... For sure. ...around you. I'm um, I, beginning I to understand boxing, right? Yeah. So the, I, I know that you're a world champion, but I think they're different with categories. Can
1: you help me understand boxing as... Yeah, so in boxing, there's everyone you have to weigh in on a particular day at a particular weight. So heavyweight, which is the one just above the weight I am, is like any weight. So someone like Anthony Joshua weighs in, he can weigh in anything he wants. I have to be um, 200 pounds on the day of the weigh-in and then it goes sort of down in weight. So someone really small can't fight someone really big in boxing because it's disadvantage. It's It's, it's disadvantage. So everyone's the same weight. Oh. Yeah. So are you you saying that Maybe Mayweather, for example. Yeah.
2: What weight does
1: he belong to? He'd be like welter. He's, he So someone like him and myself couldn't fight because it's too big a weight difference. You know, he'd be like five foot seven. I'm six five. Right. So it, yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't make sense.
2: But it doesn't...
1: Does he put the value on the championship? The no, weight? It really depends on the fighter. So someone else could have this belt and it wouldn't be a big deal. Or I could have it be a big deal. So it's, it depends on each fighter. Mm. Obviously, the magnitude of the fact you won the world title, everyone is pushing for it, so as soon as you win it it's an amazing amazing thing,
2: yeah, so I read somewhere that you used to work at McDonald's,
1: yeah, yeah, and how old were you then? I was um i think sixteen to eighteen working there, yeah, so you wanted to, at the time were you already boxing no, I was actually like i was it was an interesting time in my life because you know um we were like looking for a bit more money, and there was no Job, yeah. Like, literally, no jobs. I tried so many different uh, interviews, so much stuff, and I nowhere I would really, you know, give out jobs. But then, um, for some reason, someone said, just try McDonald's. But in those days, I don't even know what it's like now, everyone's like, you're going to work at McDonald's. It was kind of like, yeah. uh, well, you, obviously, you needed money, so I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to.
2: So is the money good? Like,
1: okay. no, it's not. <laughs> you know I mean? Because I'm thinking, like, compared yeah. to, like, if
2: you're working, like, in the Mr. Bigs or something, like, yeah.
1: Is, that, is, it, is it the same equivalent? It's probably, yeah, it's minimum, minimum wage. So it's like the lowest that you can get paid legally in London is what I was getting paid. But can you live like a decent life? Can you get a car? Can you... Leave? Um, not... That, I don't want to say you can't have a decent, you can live a minimum wage. So I couldn't support a family on that. But right. myself, you know, helping out with little bits and bobs at home, it was enough to do that sort of stuff, do you know what I mean? So when, when did you finally decide to go like professional and become a boxer? Um, I was... I actually working in McDonald's, and then um there was a particular break that happened, and um Anthony Joshua, who I didn't know at the time, was boxing in the Olympics in 2012. Right, and I remember um my um manager that day, you know, I came in with my brother, we were like one, literally one minute, two minutes late maximum, and then he started shouting, "Oh, you're late, you're this or that." I remember I'm six five. my brother's six five, and there's some little guy just <laughs> there shouting. <laughs> like, yeah, I was thinking like, and as soon as you step out of the work environment, there's just a little guy. But in this scenario, it's the boss shouting. And I remember, and obviously my brother's like, oh, just, just leave and whatever. And I was like, no, nah, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It's chill. And then that lunch break, that particular day, um, it got pushed back. So he's like, you're late, you're going to have to stay longer and whatever. So then it's a blessing now because that lunch break came an hour later, yeah. and then I just happened to be on the TV um, in the break room, and then the Olympics was happening, and then that that lunch break, Usain Bolt won his another gold medal in the Olympics, and then I remember thinking, wow, he did it again, or whatever. Then the last thing was AJ having the, the gold medal fight, and I remember watching it, seeing him this big, slight like, strong guy. Doing a bit of research she was Nigerian, whatever, and grew up in a similar kind of area, mm. and I see him win the gold, and I was just like, I'm I'm big, like <laughs> I like, yeah, like, I could do that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? So then that day I remember just saying to my But to, before
2: then you, you you didn't have any
1: but, boxing experience. Yeah, no, you know you're not athletic at all? No, I wasn't I was overweight, you know. Growing up, I was yeah, really overweight. So I was like, I'd known what boxing is, but never really taken it seriously. But then at that point I was just like that's the one. Do you know what I mean? I think mm. I can do that. I mean? Because I had so many street fights. At the yeah. time, I thought, <laughs> it's the same thing. But it's not the same thing, but street I just... Street fights. Street fights, yeah. Just me about the street fights. Yeah, so the street fights. Obviously, I think, growing up, where my name, um, Lawrence Jr., Ikachuki, Oluwatobi, Okoli, it's like, in England, they don't really understand the African names. Mm-hmm. So, because <clears throat> my name's Lawrence Jr., my dad's name's Lawrence, at home, they called me or like really mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> Junior. So when I got to school, they were like, oh, his name's Lawrence. But I was like, no, my name's Ikachuku. And then I forced the teachers to call me that and then the other kids. But then as we got older, they were like, would make fun of it. And because I was, you know, overweight as well, it was just building up. So I remember just accepting that as my reality when I was younger, like running home from school. And like I said, it was a gang area. So it was very dangerous, like, and you had to be careful who you got into, you know, arguments with and stuff. But then, um, once I started boxing, I started losing the weight, started mm. getting more confident in myself, you know, and then that sort of shifted the whole dynamic of my life and, you know, we went from there. Yeah.
2: Um. So, like, you wrote a book. No, let's talk about you actually getting into boxing, right? Yeah. So, after you you watched Anthony mm. Joshua, you were inspired. Yeah. Did you register for, like, an amateur an class? An or... the
1: one. Yeah, so I went to an amateur gym. And I just said, and they said, "Wow, everyone's coming out because the because it was Olympics in London, it created so much hype around sports." So mm-hmm. I went in, and um from the first day, I like I knew. So I'd, someone just told me, "Yeah, this is the one." Because I got in there, I was still heavy, but I was hit, How hitting. How old were you then? I was like 17, 18 at okay. the time, and I was seventeen turning eighteen. Yeah, remember I was hitting the bags, hitting the bags, whatever. And then the coaches were coming up to me like, "Whoa, like." Have you done this before? I was like, no, but you know, but, but been on the streets, yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean. And so I was like, and they're like, well, you got so much power and stuff like that. But I thought maybe they're just saying it so that I can come and pay them more money, everything. Mm. But then, <laughs> then they're like to me, um, just jump in the ring and like spar, like. But I now I realize that was a crazy thing for them to ask me to do because I had mm. no experience. But like, get in there and you have someone else. You put the head guard on and the gum shield, and then they throw punches. You, you're having a fight basically. Yeah. And I remember just this guy was experienced, but so I was inexperienced and I was just kind of moving and then just getting into a, a, like a fight. And then I hit the guy, he didn't fall down, but you know, when you hit someone hard and it makes them kind yeah, of whoa. Yeah. Then from that, all the coaches are like, make sure you're this back on the Wednesday, guy. make sure. So then I went the Wednesday, then the Friday, then kept on going. And then, um, from there, I just, just fast tracked everything, started having fights, winning. And then I got to the 2012, 2016 Olympics, four years later, which, which was unheard of at the time. And then, yeah, we just kept that going. What What did that
2: do for you as someone who was overweight and bullied in school? What did, um fighting in that space and having coaches who would encourage you to do more, what did you do for your own?
1: Oh, it changed me completely as a person because, you know, outside of your parents, I'm quite logical when I, when it comes to thinking and just in general. So, yeah. I'm at home and I say, oh, I feel this way I feel that way your parents are meant to say, no, you're amazing. You're whatever. Yeah. So I know that. So when they say it, I'm just like, mm. yeah, you have to say that. And that. But then when some cultures are saying it, I said to myself, they just want my money. But then when <laughs> I started seeing the results, I was like, oh, they, they might be right. I am good. You're right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then another thing is the accountability. I didn't realize how important that was. So outside of my parents, there's no one that I was accountable to besides myself. Mm. So if I wanted to train before boxing, I would, go for a run. And then as soon as I got tired, that's enough for today. I'm just going to walk back home. But when you have coaches and stuff, it's like, if you say you're going to do 10 pushups and you stop at five, they're going to what? You said 10. Mm. So you have to do the extra five. So that just instilled so much like discipline and so much like confidence and all those different attributes came together. And even, um, speaking, I wasn't that good at speaker, but then you have to deal with so many different types of people and boxing. Um, Older people, younger people, coaches, whatever. So I started becoming a bit more confident, just all around. So you were not exactly confident before, and you're probably shy,
2: correct? And these people helped you get yeah. there. So when was your first
1: competition at the Olympics? I was July of um, or August of 2016. So that was against um, Poland. Um, that was it was a crazy experience. Mm. Just getting to the Olympics was just it was. Amazing. Because I wasn't supposed to, in theory. And you know, I started boxing not long before. What do you mean I, you're not supposed to? So really, in, in boxing, most people start at 9, 10, 11, to, like when they're children, and then they train for 10 years and then right. they're really good, then they go to Olympics. But I was here just naturally, physically strong and just really um athletic. So that helped me bypass so many people who had been training for years. So even in the Great Britain team... They were like, we were probably 2020 Olympics. That's the one that we're gonna we're gonna take you wow. for. But I was like, nah, It's, uh, it's this this one 2016, and then I managed to to get there. And, and that, yeah, that was amazing. So your first gig you won. Yeah, so first fight in the Olympics I won. But no, that's not the first fight. So I had fights from 2012 to 2016. So in 2016 like was the you qualify for the Olympics. So like you had local fights that you I had, had local had, fights. Yeah, and you were winning all of them. Yeah, and then it's like. Okay, well, the Olympics is like, is worldwide, so it's, you have to win the European, um, amateurs. Yeah. So it's two sports, amateur and a professional. So amateur is Olympics and all these, you know, um, that, you know, it's all medals as opposed to belts. Do you right, know what I mean? right. So, um, but you, you try to get to Olympics, because if you get to Olympics in England, you get a big deal to turn professional. So the right. aim was just, let, oh, me let, get get there. The, let me get there. Me get but were there. you confident when you were doing all these things, or were you just you just went it, out on the Olympics? Mate, you know, after, I'm honestly it it shocks me today that I yeah. manage, like, Obviously, I'm blessed and I feel confident. Yeah. But every time I was winning, I was just like, "What is going on?" Yeah. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, and it's just like even qualifying for the Olympics. I was on the plane to the qualifiers, thinking, "I'm I'm the one from England that's coming here." Now that's mm-hmm. crazy in itself. Then I had the first fight. Not the guy out I said I have to do three <laughs> more and I'm going to the Olympics yeah and these are people that so have been so fighting for a long time be, and that's what I'm saying so what was really funny is that we have cards it's, I don't, like you have like a, a record sheet in your in the amateurs where it says win, loss da, 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 whatever mm. and mine it was like two pages long of boxing where these guys had multiple books and yeah. all the, and then so when we used to go to um, sign in on the day they get to quickly look at your book and then they would mm. look and say what dog like, two paid like <laughs> and just be like and then put it down and be like gonna, I think uh, because they probably thought that you you're an amateur so yeah, they, they just probably didn't even put it in much 100% and then but then when they see it in tournament it's harder to you can't escape it because mm-hmm. bang, someone's gone. Bang. So that's the energy I was on, especially where I came from as well. It's was very much savage. Do you think like, there's
2: a bit of Nigerian-ness? Of 100%. This 100%. Because...
1: 100% that, like, genuinely, that's what I said. Like, it's important for me even coming back. Yeah. It's like, there's so much strength and natural, like, energy around Nigerians. And like, if you go back to, like, in England, there's such a big community in, in America, wherever, yeah. and everyone has the same energy. Do you know what I mean? It's all... Go get it, you know, yeah. like we're the lively ones, whatever. So bringing that to the boxing is, is that same thing. Just bring that energy and like, oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it.
2: Amazing. Let's talk about your relationship with Anthony Joshua. When did that start? How, how did that come about? How's it going now?
1: Yeah, so, um, so that one came about maybe 2014, um, 14 or so. I think um, what happened is he. no one wanted to spar him. So sparring is where you practice um, yeah. with someone. And because he was knocking everybody out and he's so big, everyone was just like, no, nah, no matter how much he was offering, he was offering people big money. I remember how it was when I first got paid. I was like, oh, I've done it. So he was really giving people real money mm. to come, but no one wanted to. So I went the first time, I was a little bit nervous. Like a public fight? Not public, like in, in the gym to prepare right, you for the right, public fight. Right. You pay people to get in and, and... You pay them? Yeah, so I now, sorry, I now have to pay people to spar me. So, yeah, huh? So so... You don't because I'm punching them; they're punching me. So right. I have to give them so this something is real. To, don't be fight yeah, It's not playing side. It's real, but it's you. It's it's not as bad as a normal fight because you have a head guard so You have. Keep, give me an idea of how much you pay. I mean, uh, it, it depends. Let me. Like th- uh, it depends on like the the person to be honest. But you pay them like in pounds, like you know a thousand a week, something like that. So they can ah. yeah, and they and they don't have to do that much. Well I say that? It's hard work. I can, like register, can I register? You can't say that. <laughs> but £1, I like, no, like yeah, people. people say that, but then it's, in the actual reality, when you've done one or two rounds, it's like, is it worth the money? Do you know what I mean? So that's what ends up oh, happening. But, uh, you, would, you, would you hurt me? Would I hurt you? Um, <laughs> um, Depends. If I'm paying, I have to, I have to, Get my money's worth. If it's free, then we joke. If what do you mean money, your money's worth? Is yes. not the, are you not preparing for a champion, championship? Yeah, but that's it. So you have to prepare by physically, you know.
2: So it's the same energy as you would It's similar. Like it's
1: hard. Because it's it's on the day, it's, it's impossible to recreate because you've got the crowd, you know, mm. this the one. It's the, here, there's a couple of cameras on that day. It's all week. It's, Cameras, cameras, cameras. and when you're walking to the ring, this is your time, champ. Come on, do it for your family. And you're mm. just like, oh my yo, <laughs> yeah, I bet I do. I, you know I, mean? I think be times when they're you, beating you up, silly, and you're
2: just like, my family's here. Do I <laughs> want to
1: really <laughs> fall my hand uh, No, fortunately, I, as a professional, I haven't had any of those. um You know that, but in the fight, sometimes, like even the last one I had, it's like when it's harder than you wanted it to be. But I have to have think in my head different things. To motivate you because it's hard. So some, some, like it's like if you go for a run or you're doing anything, it gets tough. You have to say to yourself, "I want to carry on." But then the stuff that motivates me, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I push on with.
2: Yeah, we're talking about Anthony and how yeah. you
1: guys became. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, team. so yeah, so um, so he was he was paying people to spar, no one to spar, but me, I wanted the money as well. <laughs> so I like, cool I'm gonna show up. So I got in there, um, we did our rounds, and then afterwards. He sat me down. He's like, well, "You're really good, you know." And these times, I was thinking, if like, why would he? Because you know, I'm very skeptical. Yeah. Why is this person saying that I'm good? Why? Mm. Like, I wasn't really sure of myself. So when he was saying, that, I was thinking, does he gain? He's a millionaire, Olympic gold medalist. He's. De- why is he telling me this stuff? Maybe, maybe I am good. So yeah. now I come again, the same, and then someone else. And then what I always remember of going to the gym, yeah, is that there's always different people sitting around the ring, and every time I came. They, they they wouldn't know who I was. But I'll just come and they'll be like, "Oh, what are you doing it Like I'm sparring Asia? They're like, "Oh, good luck." Good luck. Yeah, <laughs> every time. And then after I finish sparring, they'll be like, oh, mate what's your name?" Like, "What?" Like, you so, did that. Yeah. So it was it was really so w- Anthony's such a big. Like, I know he's a big deal, but he, mm. like people run away from sparring with him. Yeah, like because it's 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 hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard work. Like it's hard. it's hard when you're at that level. It's hard, especially when you're big, strong. It's like it's people like boxers always, everyone looks at boxers like they're some big, strong, like he's a champion. But a lot of boxers are just like happy to be boxers and don't really want to take any risks. But Mm. that's why the ones that are like that are the ones that go on to accomplish great things.
2: Amazing. Um, so I was going to ask about your book. I saw on Instagram that you're promoting
1: a book, um, dare to change your life. Yes. 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 What inspired that book? To be honest, um, it's just everything around working at McDonald's, being bullied, the yeah. whole um, change in mindset from there to become a world champion, and it was—it's not really like a biography. Like I didn't want to write a biography. I wanted it to be—it's a forty-one step, you know, guide to motivation to yeah. changing your life, and it's transferable to any walk of life. You know, I wanted it to be so if you're a doctor, or if you're um, a, a plumber, it's the same kind of attributes. You transfer. And um, I had an interview with a, with a woman um, who's like uh, like big in England. And she heard my story, you know, same I'm saying to you. Yeah. And she almost started crying in the um, in the room. She's just like, no, nah, I've been so moved, whatever else. And I was there kind of like, what's wrong with this, this woman? <laughs> then after she approached me like, I think you need to get this down on paper or whatever. It can motivate so many people. Mm. And um, initially I was a bit like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't really want to do it. And then she said to me something like, um, "Like, how would you feel if you were able to talk to your younger self and tell them things could be different if you just do X, Y, Z? And I mm-hmm. thought that was a really important message. And, you know, um, yeah, that's why I did it. And I was happy. And I was actually quite shocked by how well it did. Like it became like a Amazon number one seller, stuff wow. like that. And yeah, I was proper taken aback because people were reading it. And then telling their friends to read it and stuff mm. like that. So um, yes, yeah, good. They're doing a, a, a new release coming up, and uh, I think it's uh, May as well. So it's, yes, it must have done really well.
2: I need to get my hands on,
1: on sure, that we'll, book. We'll definitely yeah. start but out. What are
2: the necessary learnings that you think that
1: people will get when they read the book? I think um, there's little bits for everyone, but the, the key points that always stand out to me is accountability and belief, like self-belief. So yeah. I think anything anyone wants to achieve it's only possible if they actually believe in themselves so I think you know uh, you're doing podcasts and everything like that you have to believe you know I can come in here I can talk to anyone and I can you know have a great conversation so if you didn't believe that you wouldn't do your research you wouldn't come here and say you'd you'd be a little bit more reserved but once you believe in yourself you do anything it takes to get there and then same with accountability I think once you hold yourself accountable and you get people around you that can hold you accountable it promotes like growth within yourself because a lot of times we hide away from accountability when you don't want to do something. You're on a diet, I'm going to have Mm. this extra cake. (laughs) No one's going to tell you. If you do it in secret, no one's going to tell you. But if you tell to, you know, your friends or your um, family, you say, I'm on a diet. If you see me eating cake, slap it out of my hands. Do you know what I mean? And and in that way, even the days where you don't... Even the days where you personally want to eat cake, because we all do that. Like, my friends I always want to eat cake. This is it. I always want to eat cake. It's, tough. it's But you know what? If you've got friends that will pull it out of your hands. Ah, I don't it, have those friends. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's, that's what I say. So once you've got that, it helps because we're, we're all human. Like I enjoy a yeah. I enjoy lots of stuff. Do you know what I mean? But it's up to myself, the time to catch myself. And if I can't catch myself, maybe one of my friends can. And if they can't, then it was all doomed anyway. Hmm. So, I mean, speaking of accountability, right? So, I imagine that you have
2: a very tough routine because, I mean, if you're a world champion, that's the things that you have to do to maintain that energy and just be a champion. Like, so what's your typical routine? Like, are you always
1: training every day? Are you always in the ring? Yeah, I think my training routine is, um, I do three, three or so months of hard training, then one month of just rest and act and, like, light training. So, I'm in that one month of light training and stuff. Um, in the actual training camps, it will be wake up in the morning, um, go for a run or some sort of cardio before I eat breakfast. I might have a nice tea or whatever else and then go and hit the run. So then after the, um, no one else got that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after, after the, um, after the run, I come home, uh, eat like a little bit of breakfast or whatever else. And then I go to the gym to do boxing where it's a more intense session where, you know, I'm even sparring or I'm, you know, hitting the bags or training with my coach. Then I go home, eat some more, rest, and then do weight training in the evening. So uh, you do, yeah. You do, every day? Every, well, you do six days a week, one day rest, yeah. Stop. Yeah. So every day I train you? Every day, every day, every day. Every day. But you get to, used to it. The, like, the first couple of weeks, I won't lie, it's not, it's not fun, it's not easy. But after a while, your body just readjusts and then. So now that eating. you're in Lagos,
2: are you training as well?
1: So I'm doing light like, like training every day. I'll do something, uh, there's a gym where we're staying. So we'll do cardio, we'll do some weights, but it's not as intense as when I'm preparing for a fight. So
2: what happens when you don't train? It's, do you have to train every other time? Oh,
1: you have to because the other person is training to knock your head off. So if you're not training and they're training, on the day it show. You know, someone will win, someone will lose. So you have to do what it takes to make sure you're the winner. So, but what, do you have time for other things? Do you party? Do you. Oh, I Chill do. with family. Do you yeah, I think um the partying stuff is mainly after when I do, because I don't drink, it's like partying. You don't like, drink? Yeah, I don't drink. Yeah, so so like yeah. you don't drink? Yeah, I don't drink. I don't drink. I don't do like. Lo- How do you stuff.
2: survive this crow world?
1: Yeah, I know. I yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it's just with that one. I think I had to build up a um getting used to it. But I did say to myself, you know, after the Olympics, I need to sacrifice a few things to be world champion. So. Alcohol was, was one of them. Um, I also so, heard that you're vegan. Yeah, 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 that as well. So I actually only I only did it for the same thing. I said, I'm going to sacrifice meat. I'm going to sacrifice huh. um, alcohol. And I'm going to see what happens. And then so, I managed to win. I
2: you never even try suya or No, I, I, when I was
1: younger, I ate all of it. But then when I got to um, 2016, I stopped and said, like I said, I'm going to sacrifice meat and alcohol for boxing and see if boxing gives me anything back. And fortunately, it has, so...
2: Well, Brewer, you've suppressed a lot.
1: Yeah, I did. Thank you. But just, like once <laughs> once, you know, just try like. <laughs> no, suya. I, you know, I said to myself, not even that, because like, I just felt to myself, I said to myself, no because meat, so- no alcohol, and boxing did well. So I just feel like if I ate meat or drank some alcohol, we not do.
2: But you already no, a champion. No, I, no, I <laughs> stay champion. I want. No. As I'm
1: thinking, I want to invite you right to come and drink some some <laughs> nice booze. No, 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 no. Thank you. Yeah, really. I'm not, I'm not, I do have a cabinet full of, like, premium alcohol that people have gifted me and
2: I've mm. got over the
1: years. So when I finish boxing, I'm going to crack one open. So if you've got something to give me, I don't mind. I'll so you'll keep
2: those drinks you
1: Taya Yeah, yeah. So well, as soon as I've retired, I'll be back on the uh, back on the, drink. <laughs> on the streets? Yeah, yeah, yeah they'll see me. They'll so see what do me. you eat then? So it depends. Um, my mum has been, like, very good. So she's managed to change, because I love, like, Nigerian food. So yeah. it's, but sometimes there's a lot of, like, palm oil or different stuff in it. So she's managed to, uh, she's, she's managed to find a way to kind of make it more um, healthy and vegan friendly. So she's taken, you know, even just stuff like, you know, pound of jam, go she'll make the same thing, not put the meat in there, but she might put tofu or some sort of substitute. So she's been good.
2: Right. Right. So let's talk about the belts on display. Right. So, they're like heavy belts. This that's my favourite one. This one yeah,
1: so like tell me about each one of the belts. So um the the black one is the WBA Continental. So that one was the um first one that's when I first did the O two headline. It's always close to me. Um then we've got the Commonwealth um belt, so that's your champion of all the Commonwealth countries. And then the really? European, so that's champion of um Europe. So mm-hmm. those are the main ones. But the one that I enjoy and I'm happiest to get is the world title because it's the one everyone, as soon as you start boxing, you watch the champions before and say, Oh, one day I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, that day came and uh we're still we still going strong. How did you feel when you won that? Honestly, yeah, it was like a mixed feeling. Um because like I actually accomplished i had accomplished it, but I just felt like there's more for me. It was mm. weird because I've seen people cry, I've seen people do, like, but when I won, I was just like, yeah, nice. Like, I was just, trust me, I was even, like, even my coach said, like, you've won, you've done it, like, and I was just like, so, do you know what I mean? So it was quite like, So like, what's, what's yeah. really next if you've won so this? I think, yeah, I think for me, I would like to um, win a few more of them. Okay. And for me, the stuff outside of boxing is what really, like, I have love boxing and is my number mm. one, but I like, the business stuff i like the you know i like the um the the being able to help my friends and family and you know those type of Mm. things are the stuff that really when i'm finished i'm like i go home and i smile when i win fights it's like i'm a good fighter i mean you know i mean what i know how to do but the other stuff that i wasn't supposed to do you know um that's the stuff that really excites me what other stuff are you involved in so like in terms of like um stuff i've got like a App called a Coldy Fit that's doing really well. It's an like a, yeah, an app a Coldy Fit. So it's one that is um based around diet plan and um training plan, and people get to interact with me and my team mm. in terms of staying motivated at home with training and stuff like that. Then I've got um just a bunch of other stuff like franchises that I that I've you know partnered with. So that for me mm-hmm. is important, and I think it's important in I guess worldwide, but I don't know enough about the way that stuff is set up in Nigeria yet. But in England and other places like that I understand the problems that me and my friends and family had with financial literacy and like you know, you, you get you get money for the first time and don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So oh, I have got, you know, lots of chains, lots of watches and expensive stuff. But this one looks very expensive. I uh, thank you. Yeah, but <laughs> like, I have got it, but then it it's it's if you get that without anything else, it's it's stupid if that makes, let me not yeah. you know, talk down on people, but it's like the first time I got paid any money, the first time I only really did, I got a watch. And then I had no money in my bank account. And it's just like, I've just got a watch. I think that's a rookie's mistake. Because yeah, the first ch- time I
2: got money, I, I buy a shoe.
1: Okay, fair enough. Very really <laughs> expensive well, shoe. I hear you, I hear you. You could walk around in those. Yeah. But then with, with, with the um, financial literacy, it's like you understand putting stuff into stocks and shares. What's a franchise? A lot of people, like in my area, we eat loads and loads of chicken and chips because it's cheap. Yeah. easy you walk in you're in the shop for two minutes you're out yeah. but then you know you, no one knows who owns the shop or who's getting paid as soon as you realise oh French like hold on someone's yeah. making a lot of money every mm. year off the back of this yeah. so why not let that person be you but then why not not only let that person be you but educate people on like how to get into certain positions because I think a lot of times everyone's like just get houses get out. it's so it's it's yeah. like it's basic. Do you know what I mean? I think there's so many different um avenues, but anyway, that's for the next book. Lovely. So like, do you have businesses that you've set up already or you're looking to set up? Yeah, no, I've already got businesses that I've set up, but I'm still eager for more. That like, obviously, thank yeah. God, you know, I'm a good boxer. Um, so it allows me to be in certain conversations that mm. maybe I wouldn't be in otherwise. So um yeah, there's 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 some there's some good stuff on the path man
2: amazing speaking of
1: good stuff in the pipeline are you looking to do anything in Nigeria like are you looking to give back now that you're visiting yeah so for me this trip was about laying the foundation in terms of like me coming and seeing what's actually like meeting mm. with the box on border control actually getting to grips with what is needed because a lot of times I'm in London and people are like yo you need to send gloves send money send whatever and it's like you could do that but then I think that there's more to it you know mm. I think that's the that's just the superficial level of shiny. But I think that there's stuff that could be done to promote, highlight, you know, and help with the infrastructure. I had like, and this is not me talking down on anyone, but I had friends that were trying to get to Olympics from Nigeria and they told me how difficult it was. So I think it's about, you know, refining stuff and there's so much strength and power in Nigerians, full stop, throughout history has been, it's Mm. been the way. And, it's just about it being refined so that there's more champions, there's more Lawrence, there's more like myself, more like AJ, more like Israel, more like Usman, you know, that get to the pinnacle of the sport. But yeah, this is about laying the foundation. We're going to, I think tomorrow, we're going to... um. We've gone to some boxing shows and stuff, and yeah. you know, g- like gifting some of the fighters with some, you know, small money and like some um, equipment <laughs> and stuff like that. So I think that's good, just to just to be on ground to start with, see what see what it looks like, and then see what we can do the next time we're back, which will be very regular now. That's good. That's good. I mean, you don't have to give back, but I'm thankful that you
2: are giving back, and yeah, it's a very good thing. Um, I was gonna ask if I let you go. I mean, that's yeah. a off Like, do people try to fight you? No. Like,
1: like when, I always but, got good security but,
2: but, you know if I was you yeah anybody would want to try me <laughs> before I don't mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like are you like that like do people try to no, are you, just... you know
1: what I think I always got I've got good people around me that always like as soon as someone gives off the wrong energy you know what I mean they get put what's But ni- you wish a nigga would this is the thing I haven't had a street fight in so long sometimes ah, I miss it, but you know um, let's go to you want to <laughs> I'll get yeah. in there yeah Ah, fair enough is, that, is it street fight That they do there Or something Ah else? you will yeah. fight To go test ah, your okay, boxing okay. power I love you
2: But yeah I mean I, I think you guys should Pass through machines You're going tomorrow yeah, no no for just sure, come for sure, down, for sure. Yeah, Just come down Play with the say, boys Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I better go with some money For all.
2: Yeah Before. But I mean It's been nice having you On my show you, Um I, I wish you good luck Going forward um, Thank you so much I need you to
1: help me Sign out on the show Um Laurence Okoli here had a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful time chatting here. Um, we'll be back in Lagos Nigeria soon, hopefully in this exact seat with more to tell you. So, um, yeah. thank you for watching. Thank you for oh, watching listening. and listening. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Much love.